What is the best way to reach out to guests who you want, know, who you need to be on your podcast? This episode is part one of a multi-part series I'm going to be doing on how to get those guests that you really, 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 really want to be on your podcast. My name is Carrie Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Think for just a moment about who the most high-profile, influential person is in your particular niche. You got that person in mind? Now, answer this question for yourself. What would it do for your podcast, for your brand, for the things you're trying to do online, if you could get that person to be on your podcast? That's the whole emphasis of this series of episodes that I'm going to be doing. And we're going to start from the very beginning talking today about how you reach out to guests in order to get them to be on your show. Now, this is not a foolproof system that I'm going to give to you, but it's definitely one that's tried and true in terms of effectiveness in my experience. And it's one that is going to take some time. So if you're in for the quick fix or you want the one, two, three steps, hey, this is not the podcast episode for you. This takes work because as my daddy used to say, anything that's worth doing is going to take time and it's going to take effort. So I want to encourage you to get your mindset right around this whole thing of getting guests on your podcast. Because if you're going to get a high level guest, someone with a high profile in your industry or your niche, you are going to have to impress them. And so this episode is the beginning of a multi-part series to help you know how to impress them as you reach out to them. So if you're ready for the ride, let's get going. Okay, the first tip, the first step in getting that influencer in your niche to be on your podcast is one that I find a lot of people have trouble with. It's that getting started part of dreaming, beginning to consider who is it that I really would want to have on my podcast. And in this situation, you need to think entirely outside the realm of reality, at least at first. You need to think if all things were equal. If I were someone who was known, if I was someone who had a great sounding podcast already, if my podcast was already getting 10,000 downloads per month, who is it that I would want to have on my podcast? Do you hear what I'm saying here? You need to dream a little bit. You need to consider kind of like that old question of if you had a, if money was no object, what would you do with your life? 
you know, it kind of helps you get outside the box of your current reality and think a little bigger so that you can set some goals that are really big. So think outside the box of what you've done so far. Think all the way to what seems a little bit uncomfortable, perhaps, and ask yourself, who are those big name influencers in my niche that I would want to have on my show? And start making a bullet point list, create two, three, four, 10, 15 people that you would want to have on your podcast. That's where you've really got to start. Why aim low? I mean, anybody can aim low. You want your podcast to be the very best it can be. Aim high, aim for those ideal people. And that may sound intimidating to you as well. It should, but you've got to get over that. You've got to get yourself to a place where you're willing to do whatever it takes to make your podcast be successful. And when it comes to doing guest interviews, you want to have people that your audience really will benefit from hearing from. Not just average Joe Schmo who has a little bit of knowledge, but not a lot. You want to get the people who have tons of knowledge, who can add lots of value to your listenership, because what that's going to do practically, both for them and for you, is number one for them, it's going to give them a bigger audience to which they can send their expertise into and gain more prestige and more notoriety in the niche. But it's also going to put you higher on that scale as well. It's going to make you a trusted resource because you brought the big name person to your audience. Does that make sense? So they're going to see you as more of an expert as a result of having experts on your show. So the first step is to dream big. Think outside the box and create that bullet point list of 10 to 15 people, even more if you can think of them, that you would want to have on your podcast. Don't let yourself give in to that voice of doubt, to those insecurities that tell you, man, they would never say yes to me. Get outside of that. Push through it and cause yourself to be bold. It's a mindset thing. Think who you'd ideally want and create that list. Now let's move on to point number two. All right, point number two is one of those areas where I mentioned you are going to have to do some work. This is not going to be easy. It's not going to be simple. It's something you have to invest in because what you invest in is what you get returns from, right? Those are the things that produce what it is you're wanting. And nothing in life, I mean, I could tell you this from my life coaching business, nothing in life comes to you simply because you want it to come to you. That whole law of attraction thing is a bunch of hooey. It doesn't work that way. Things come to you when you focus on them in a way that brings them to you. And that means effort. That means diligence. That means doing your homework, which is the point of this point, I guess, of this idea of reaching out to influencers. You've got to do your homework. And what I mean by that is this, you need to look into the story of these people who are now on your ideal guest list. You need to see what it is in their story that makes them a relevant fit for your audience. What is it about them that makes them of value to your audience? And don't get sucked in by just the fact that they have a big name or a big presence online. You've got to keep your audience in mind at this point. What can this person bring to your audience that your audience will appreciate, that your audience will benefit from, that will push your audience to move to the next level in whatever it is you're encouraging them to do? 
you get the point. You've got to do your homework. You don't want to just go out there and spam all these big name people. And I'm calling it spam on purpose because it is when you don't do your homework, when you don't know why that person is a fit for your particular audience, you're just spamming them. You're just sending them a message saying, Hey, be on my show, be on my show, I'm a groupie. I'm a fanboy, I'm a fangirl. Please, please, please be on my show, you're my hero. You get what I'm saying? You don't want to be that person. You want to be the person who shows these expert guests, these influencers, the respect to say, hey, I've done my homework on you. I know what you teach. I know what it is that you're known for and what you specialize in. And this is what I think you will be able to bring to my guests. And that brings us to point number three on my list of how to get these influencer guests on your podcast. All right. Now that you've got your list of influencers that you would love to have on your show, and now that you understand the specifics of what it is they can bring to your audience. And you're not just going to spam a bunch of irrelevant people. Rather, you're going to reach out to people who you have specifically targeted as good guests for your show. What's the next thing you need to do? Well, you need to start crafting your approach. What is it you're going to say to them? And here's the things I would suggest you put into that approach. First of all, you want to focus on the benefit it will be to them to be on your show. I'm going to say it again. You want to focus on the benefit it will be to them to be on your show. And what I'm saying here is that you want to approach this in a way where you are trying to bring value to them, not asking them to bring value to you. Now, granted, it will be of value to you to have this big name influencer on your show. No doubt about that. But you don't want to approach it that way because in your heart, it shouldn't be that way. You see, relationship marketing or content marketing, which is what a lot of podcasting is, is about building relationships with people that are founded more on the fact that you want to do something to help them than it is that you want them to do something to help you. Does that make sense? So if you're reaching out to a big name influencer in your niche, you don't want to do it in a way of saying, hey, you've got something to offer me. Would you please give it to me? You know, that's, that's ridiculous. You're not going to walk up to a rich person and say, hey, you've got more money than you know what to do with. Hey, would you give me 10 grand? I mean, you're not going to do that. Why? Because it's rude. It's insensitive. It's disrespectful to the person and the hard work they've put in to get to the point they're at. And you don't want to be that guy or that gal to these influencers in your niche. Man, if you want to ruin your chances of building a big name in your niche as an influencer yourself, you just mistreat the influencers that currently exist. And you will find that your name gets around the circle as somebody that that is an asker, not a giver. You want to be a giver. And so you want to emphasize your desire to bring benefit to them. Okay, so that's part of what's going to come out of the previous step, the homework step. You want to understand where they're headed in their business, what are the things they're trying to accomplish in their own right, and how can them being on your podcast be that kind of a benefit to them? It's going to take some hard work. It's going to take some thinking on your part. It's going to take some creativity. If you've got a team or a spouse who's along for the ride on this podcasting thing you're doing, you may want to do a brainstorming session just where you're talking about how can we leverage this or how can we position this ask that we're making of this big influencer to make it 
obvious that there is value to them of being on our show. Because let's face it, everybody is looking for what's in it for them, even the big influencers. Now, obviously, they want to be of benefit to people, but you have to show them that there's reason for them to believe that you are someone they should try to benefit themselves. And you do that by showing them that you care about them. You care about where they're headed. You want to help them get there. And here's another element of this. First of all, you're focusing on the benefit that it will be to them to be on your show. But you also want to emphasize in your correspondence to them your desire to feature their expertise. Talk about their expertise. Say exactly what it is that you see in them that will be a benefit to your audience. You want to give a realistic appraisal of how you have benefited from what it is that they bring into your niche or into your space. And this isn't flattery. You're not just making things up. You really want to do your homework on this. You want to read what they've written. You want to look at their blog posts. You want to watch their videos. You want to listen to their podcasts. You want to listen to other interviews. And you want to reference those things in the places where they have been of benefit to you and where you think that expertise will be a benefit to your audience. Do you see what you're doing here? You're putting all the focus on this influencer. You're putting it on your guests and you're going to make it a thing that's about them, not about you. All right, let's move on to the next thing that I would suggest you do in thinking through how you're going to reach out to the influencers that you want to be guests on your podcast. Okay, since you're establishing an approach to this influencer of wanting to be of benefit to them, one of the best things you can do is tell them that if they agree to be on your show, they will have a very specific opportunity within the show to highlight one project or one item that they are working on that your following can be invited to be a part of, okay? That could be an opt-in for their mailing list. That can be a book that they're promoting. It could be a course that they're trying to promote. It could be anything they are doing that is on their radar, top of mind right now, that they want to promote to your audience and you want to make it a big deal that you're going to allow them to do that. Now, it doesn't matter how big your audience is. doesn't matter how small your audience is. When a person of influence, a person who's trying to promote something, hears that they're going to have an opportunity to do that and they're actually going to be welcomed to do it by you, the host of the show. That's going to carry some weight for them, okay? They want to promote those things. They're actually actively doing so. And you're basically handing them on a silver platter an opportunity to do it to a new group of people that they perhaps have not been able to influence or make a connection with before. So I would encourage you, think that through and be careful in your own spirit, in your own soul as you're going through this, that you don't get petty about it. And and here's what I mean by that. I see people quite often who are very protective of their list, for example, or of their audience, and they don't want to share their audience with others. So they don't want them promoting their own opt-in list. They don't want them promoting their own books. And it's really an issue of jealousy on the part of the person who has the opportunity to enable that person to promote their things. It's, It's jealousy. It's insecurity. And in the economy that we live in right now, especially in the online space of which podcasting is a very significant part, that just doesn't fly. 
We are in this relationship marketing thing where it's the relationships that you forge and foster that are going to fuel your success online. So what I would encourage you to do is to do some soul searching. If you find yourself feeling a little bit uneasy about allowing someone else to promote their thing on your show, man, do a gut check. See what's going on inside of you because those are really little boy and little girl insecurities that are holding you back from building cooperative relationships with people. And it's really going to hold you back. You may not think that it will. You may think you're just being smart and you're, you're protecting your market share or whatever term you want to put on it. But the reality is you're being like a little boy or a little girl who won't share their, their ball or won't share what they've learned about a certain subject or won't you know, let others in on the good thing that they have found. You feel threatened by that some way. Hey, we've got to grow up. We've got to learn how to be of benefit to other people. So to wrap this point up, let that influencer know that you're going to invite them on the show to highlight a specific project or item that they would most like to get in front of your audience. Okay, so those are my tips on how you should go about it. But let's talk a little bit in this next point about the practicalities. What methods are you going to use to connect with that influencer? And we all know how difficult it can be to actually make a personal contact with someone who is an influencer in any area. I mean, just try to send an email to Tim Ferriss, for example, and you'll find out how difficult it is. You won't hear back from Tim. And Tim has made it public knowledge. He does not respond to emails typically because, well, it's not because he thinks he's better than anybody else. It's because he's busy. He's just a busy guy. And he has a lot of people, a lot of those takers who are trying to get a piece of him. We're trying to guilt him into or, or manipulate him into or ask him to do something for them. And that goes back to the reason why you need to make it about your influencer, not about you, because you don't want to be one of those people. But that's all beside the point at this point. What we want to talk about now is how are you going to approach those people? How are you going to get around the gatekeepers, so to speak, that protect them and protect their time? Now, let me say right off the bat, what I'm going to suggest to you may not actually be possible. It may not actually work for you because every situation is different. Every person you're reaching out to is going to have a different system set up to protect their time and to keep them from being inundated by emails or tweets or whatever. But I'm going to give you some best practices that I've found helpful, that I've learned from other people, things that are going to make it more likely that you'll be able to get in contact with that influencer. Okay, first thing is go to their website, whatever their main web property is, and see what they list there as ways to get connected with them. You'll find some people, believe it or not, who have no way to get connected with them. No email, no phone number, no nothing. All they'll have is social media profiles. Now, to me, that's insane. I mean, if you're trying to do business online, you want people to be able to get in touch with you. Now, granted, that communication effort may go through an assistant. It may go through an email filter of some sort. You know, all that is fine, but there should be some way to get in touch with the person, but you'll find people that don't. All they have is social media stuff. All right. If they've got social media stuff, visit those profiles, see what it is that they post and see how active they are. And what you'll probably discover is some of those people are more active, for example, on Twitter than they are on Facebook. 
or they're really active on LinkedIn, but you hardly see anything on Instagram. And so what you want to do is find the communication channel that they most use. Now, granted, if they have a phone number, if they have an email address, you won't know if that is most used or if that is something that they actually respond to. But what I would suggest is if they do give you a phone number or they do give you an email, use those. Use those first because they have offered it. They've placed it on their website for you to use. That's what it's for. If they have a contact form, same thing. Use that stinking form. Now, remember, it may go through a filter. It may go through an assistant. But if your particular email or your message that you send their way is crafted well, and as I've already mentioned, is aimed at helping them, not aimed at helping you, you'll have higher chances of getting around those people. Now, what do you do if you don't hear from them, if you don't hear back to them? Well, number one is you don't give up. Now, you got to be careful about this. Let me just say that. You don't want to keep spamming. You don't want to, you know, just pester them to death, but you keep trying. You keep trying to find a way to connect with them. On social media, you might start commenting on things that they've posted. You may contribute something to the conversation that they are already in. And keep in mind, you need to contribute things that are of value. You don't need to jump into an existing conversation that they're having on Twitter with a group of people and just suddenly say, hey, Tim Ferriss, come and be on my podcast. I mean, you get what I'm saying? You don't want to do that. You want to build relationship. You want them to see that you're willing to add value to them, that you're interested in dialoguing about the things that are important to them that they're already tweeting about or talking about. You want to engage with them in a relational way. You know, all relationships are based on give and take, not just take. So ensure that you're there ready to give and that you're doing so in social media if that's the way you have to go about it. Those relationships that you're able to build over social media are what is being called social selling right now. And in this case, you're not really selling an item or a product. You're selling an opportunity for them to be on your podcast. And you need to view it that way. This is to their benefit for them to be on your show. And you need to believe that in your heart of hearts because that's part of what slows people down when it comes to sales. It's part of what makes people feel like, I don't like sales because I don't like pushing things on people. Well, consider this. If you had the cure for cancer and you knew a person who had cancer, would you not share that cure to them because you're afraid of pushing something on them? No, you have something you know will be of value to them and you would make it known. You would make it available. You would do it in the context of your relationship. You would do it in a way that is is helpful to them and is compassionate of their situation. You would do it in a way that's sensitive to the fact that they've probably had a lot of people tell them already things they can do to help with their cancer. You want to be sensitive to all that. But the point is, you're not going to withhold something of value simply because you don't want to push something on them. And, and when you say that phrase, I don't want to push something on someone, you're really speaking out of insecurity. You're not speaking out of love for that person. And I don't, I don't know how that comes across to you. You may sound like I'm being pretty pretty uh, judgmental here or I'm making some some assumptions and and that could be true I guess in some respects, but I'm just telling you what I've seen. And I'm telling you what goes on in my own heart. When I don't reach out to someone, it's usually based in fear or insecurity. It's not based in a desire to really bring benefit to their lives. And you know, sometimes that hesitance could be that you didn't do step 2 well enough and you didn't figure out is this person someone who I really can bring value to? And so you may not be believing in the fact 
that them being on your podcast is a valuable thing for them. If you don't believe that, man, you shouldn't be sending them emails. You shouldn't be trying to get them on your show. You need to figure that piece out first. Okay, so those are the practical things. I mean, it's hard to get in touch with influencers sometimes, but you've got to be creative about it and you've got to do it in ways that fit with their preferred means of communication. All right, let's move on to the next step and let's talk about some of the practicalities of what you're going to include to make it easier for that guest or that influencer to be a part of your podcast. All right, as we get into talking about tools that you can use to make it easy for an influencer or guest to say yes to you, keep in mind, I'm just sharing with you things I have found helpful or I have seen others do that I think are a smart idea. These are not the only way to do it. These are not by any means the best way to do it, but they're the best ways that I've seen. I hope that makes sense to you. Now, the first thing that I want to encourage you to do is to make it easy for them to say yes by providing a way for them to choose a time that is convenient for them to be on your podcast. Now, I understand some of you may have, simply because of your own schedule, set up things where you only do interviews on Friday or you only do interviews on Thursday and Tuesday. You know, I understand that. And that's all able to work within what I'm about to describe to you. But what I suggest to you is that you go out and you get an account with one of the many scheduling services that are out there. There are a number of them that have free services where you get so many uh, features from their product in a month's time or something like that. And if you want certain other features, you have to upgrade. But these free things are powerful. I use one that is free and has an upgrade version, but I still use the free version because it is so powerful and it's really all that I need. The one that I use is called youcanbook.me. You can book.me and you can book me. It takes a little learning curve to set it up and all that, but you can embed a schedule in your website if you would like. So people can look at your schedule right then and pick a time. You can provide a link in an email so that people can go to your schedule from the email and book a time. I mean, all of that is tremendously helpful because put yourself in the shoes of the influencer. If they do receive your correspondence and they decide, hey, this would be of value to me. I think I want to look into this. And you don't provide any way for them to easily schedule with you right then. Well, what's the alternative? Well, they're going to have to hit reply or they're going to have to tell their assistant to hit reply and to say, we would love to talk more about this opportunity. What is a good time? And then what time zone are you in? And then blah, 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 blah. You know, that's how it goes. You want to make it simple. So with one click, they can go, they can see your schedule, they can choose a time that's convenient for them. And one of the beauties about these scheduling software things is that they take into account the time zone issues. So you don't even have to have that conversation about what time zone are you in. They just pick a time and it's going to show your schedule in their time zone so that they are able to choose a time that fits for them. Now you can book me is one of the services that you can use. There are a couple others. There's schedule once, there's acuity scheduling, and I think there's probably a lot of others, but you get the point. You can choose one of these kinds of schedulers to make it simple for your influencer guest to say yes to you. They can easily compare their schedule to your schedule. And when they're all done choosing a time, they book it 
you get a notification that they booked it, and it allows them an opportunity also to include that on their calendar. Doesn't matter what they're using, whether it's the Apple OS calendar or whether it's Google calendar, doesn't matter. They all integrate really well. And so they can actually include that on their calendar so they won't miss the appointment. Man, that is so powerful. So you want to provide a scheduling link like that for them in the correspondence that you send to them. All right. So that's the first of the really practical things that I would suggest you do to make it easy for this guest to say yes to you. But I also want to give you something that could fit either after they've scheduled their appointment or as a part of your initial correspondence. You have to make the call on that. But here's the best practices that I've seen myself and other podcasters use to make it easier for your guest. All right, now this step requires that you think ahead a little bit. You think ahead in terms of what you want to be able to do with your episode once it's recorded. And I'm talking in terms of social media sharing and what you want to be able to do with your guests to help them share it on social media. You need to think all that through. And the reason you need to think it through ahead of time is because you want to provide your guest some way to give you the information you need in order to pull off your podcast. Okay. So number one, I've seen people provide a page on their own website. So they might provide it as a link through the email that they send initially or after the scheduling is done. And on that page is a questionnaire or a form that the guest can quickly fill out. And you want to keep this quick. You don't want to make it a bunch of hurdles they've got to jump over. Keep it quick where they can tell you the essential things you need to know. Things such as uh, a phone number that... I can call you if something comes up and you provide your phone number as well. So they can call you if something comes up and they can't do it for some emergency reason. You want to get a headshot image of them. You want to get their social profiles. All of these things are things that you will use both in the production of your episode and in the promotion of it later. And so you want to make it easy for your guests. You may also include in there uh, some types of questions that you're going to ask. If your show is one of these that follows a specific format, you want to give them a what to expect sort of uh, resource that tells them what they can expect by being on your show. What's it, what's it going to sound like? How's it going to flow? That sort of thing. You may also want to give them some tips on how to get the best recording. And that's actually an episode I'm going to do a little bit later, uh, a sheet that you can provide to your guests. So it's another piece of this series that I'm doing to provide for them the best practices that they can do to make this a better recording on both ends. Because remember, you're positioning all this as something of great value to them. So you want to be able to help them put their best foot forward to your audience. So they sound great. What they have to say comes across with clarity, et cetera, et cetera. So think through this issue of a form or a questionnaire that your guests can complete. You want to make it short. You want to make it easy. And you want to make it something they can do in a fairly short amount of time. Now, some of these high-level influencers are going to have an assistant or someone like that who will probably fill that out for them. That's great. But think it through. Do you want them to provide you a bio that you want them to read? Do you want them to provide you a list of their books that they've published? I mean, you get creative. What are the things that are going to be valuable to your audience? Those are the things you want to keep in a concise, short version on a questionnaire or a form for your influencer guests to fill out for you. Hello. Okay, so that is part one 
of my multi-part series of episodes about getting influencers or guests on your podcast in a way that's effective and efficient. In our next episode, we're going to start talking about what do you do once they say yes? And we're going to pick it right up with that last point of the form, the questionnaire, or whatever method you want to use to get information from that influencer that you can use to promote the episode and to produce the episode. We're going to go step-by-step through some of the specifics of what you want to provide to your guest to make their appearance on your podcast the very best that it can be, not just now, but in the long run for both you and your influencer guest. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to Podcastification. If you would do me a great favor and tell one person, just one person, that you know would benefit from the things I'm sharing here on Podcastification, if you would just tell them about the show, if you're using a listening app on your smart device, you can swipe left, right, up, down somehow, and you can share this particular episode with that person. And I suggest you do it via text or email so that you can include a personal note. And just quickly tell them, hey, I found this show, Podcastification, a lot of practical tips for podcasting. I think it'd be great for you to check it out. You know, a recommendation from a friend goes a lot further than just a general recommendation. And if you're finding value in what I'm sharing here on Podcastification, I would love for you to say thanks by doing that. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for you to go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Audio editing and show notes by podcastfasttrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show.